0: Yep. So just, so Justin. I have. A, this is a really special moment for me, and I have a really special relationship with Justin because when I first started off doing youth ministry, I don't know, a million years ago, Justin was a junior hire, and you know those junior hires sometimes that you, you see walk through the door, and you kind of think, what are they going to be like when they grow you know? up? Justin was that kind of kid. Uh, and so Justin would not stop talking. He not watching well for the first period of time you just didn't say anything at all. Yeah. Right. Just super quiet, right? And we had no idea what was going on in that little head of his. And then I think Jared Kier said, Justin, you gotta talk. You have to give answers. And it was the wrong advice, because after that, he just never stopped talking. Uh, and so Justin was a junior hire, higher. And a lot of times, I mean, think about the high school group now, or however many people there are in this room. For a long time, like sometimes high school group was just me and Justin. It was just me and me, that was just, um, But I had the, the privilege of discipling Justin when he was a freshman in, in high school. I think it started off with me tutoring him in biology. And then um, and eventually it kind of developed into this friendship where we just met. We studied God's word and, um, to see him go off to college. Um, and so one of my favorite stories is how he and his wife, Kaylin met. Oh, gosh. And so this is, so he's with us for all of high school. right? And then he graduates high school and he's off to Beacon. And I had met Kaylin at a Mount Kerman camp uh, this, that summer. And, uh, and so she came to uh, the lighthouse. And they were both going to go to this college retreat uh, the song oh, before college started starting, And because our youth was so small, Justin had never seen a Christian girl before. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did not exist in his mind. Okay, And so he sees Catelyn, is immediately smitten, and the whole retreat. So the retreat was held in like a single cabin. That's how small it was. And they thought they were being so stealthy. And they thought they were being so low key. Because they would like yeah, swirl around oh the corner and just be taking like them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so the college pastors at the time, and me, and, uh, and then they get to speak, we we're all like, who's going to talk to this guy? <laughs> like, well, yeah. You're a disciple, and he's like, well, you're his college pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're <the guest> pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, like, I had to go talk to him. Uh, but it all worked out because like, <laughs> so. and- they got married. They uh, and so to see Justin grow from that point, and you can see that level of maturity to where he is now <laughs> is really an act of God. Uh, God is
1: really and, and I
0: honestly am so thankful for Justin's ministry. Uh, he has been just such a blessing to our youth ministry, to the whole church. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not how many, however many years older than you now, but I feel like I'm willing to listen to anything you tell me. And I really trust you and just value your, your opinion and your, mm-hmm. the way you think about life as a brother in Christ. So uh, would you guys welcome Justin for one final uh, tie here. Okay.
1: Um, I'm a little disappointed because Dave usually calls out how short I am. So he didn't say that. But I'm going to push this thing down because he's a little taller than I am um, and call myself short. Uh, well, thanks for that, Dave. That, yeah, that was like the nicest thing you've ever said about me before. I appreciate that. No. Um, well, I'm going to I'm gonna pray for us first, and then I'm going to say a little bit of the same stuff that Dave said just right now as a matter of introduction, and then we'll kind of uh, get into the text and start talking together. So let's pray. Um, Lord, I pray that you would be with us. Uh, be with us in our time here tonight. Uh, help us to be grateful, God, and to be thoughtful recipients of the good things that you give to us in our lives. Uh, whether that's things like school, things like work, our friendships, this church family, God, and this youth ministry. Uh, God, help us um, now to, again, to receive your word well. I pray that I would speak clearly, God, and and boldly, and that, um, yeah, you would help us, God, to see Christ just a little bit better in our times together like this. God, thank you. We're praising your son's name. Amen. All right, so like Dave said, uh, my name is Justin, and I think for the most part I know all of you, but I maybe don't know all of you. Uh, So just again, as a matter of fact, of of repeating a little bit about what Dave just mentioned, uh, I'm one of the advisors here at Youth Group, so there's several of us here, not just me and David, but all around. If we look a little bit older, that's probably meaning we're an advisor, sadly. Um, But uh, again, today is my last night serving with Youth Group. Uh, My wife, Kaylin, and I are expecting our baby son, who's gonna be due in March, so we're gonna be transitioning uh, from all you babies to the cry room, baby room over there on, uh, on Sunday mornings. Just kidding, you guys aren't babies. Um, I wanted to start off by saying uh, first thanks to Pastor David and to Layton though, um, for letting me speak tonight. Uh, it really is a huge privilege to be able to do this right now, like actually speaking to you guys. And I think just by doing this reminded me just how much effort and time and thought that they put into preaching God's Word Every single week for everyone that's here. Um, So again, thank you so much for for you guys and your faithful ministry to everyone here. And thank you for willing to let me uh, speak here tonight as well. I I also want to say thank you to all of you guys in advance as well too, high schoolers, that everybody's sitting here, because you have the humongous privilege to listen to me babbling on for the next three hours for whatever I want to talk about. Like I literally get to talk about whatever I want. David didn't give me like a subject and stuff. We can talk about... I don't know, like anything. Um, Just kidding. I'm only going to be talking about two hours or so, so it'll be shorter. Um, But in all seriousness, it it really is a privilege to be here with all of you guys tonight uh, and on every Friday night. Uh, I'm going to say something to this effect a lot through this evening, uh, but it has been a joy to serve in youth group. And you obviously all play a huge part of that. Uh, Like David mentioned, uh, I was more or less raised up here in this church I started back uh, coming to Lighthouse when I was in sixth grade. Uh, again, part of the youth group from middle school through high school, off to college for four years. And then eventually I started serving in this youth group back when I moved uh, in with my parents' home. And I've been serving in this ministry ever since. Um, so I think it goes without saying that it's played a pretty significant part of my life, right? Like, like you don't spend that much time on something unless it's actually meaningful, or at least I'd hope, right? Um, Pastor David, again, Let me speak on whatever I wanted to, which is dangerous, but kind of fun. Uh, And truly, there are so many things that I wish I could tell you all and had time to talk to you all about tonight, Uh, but there just isn't enough time. Uh, So uh, I have permission from Kaylin to extend this offer that if you ever want to chat with either one of us, Let's be real. You're probably gonna to wanna to talk to Kaylin more than you're gonna to wanna talk to me. But uh, if you guys ever wanna just hang out, chat, and just, I don't know, catch up, you have questions, just need someone to kind of bounce ideas off of about anything, we just moved to Torrance, like literally this week, with help of some of the friends here, and we're like less than five minutes away from here now, so we'd love to hang out with you. We'd love to get you to know if we don't know you that well. We'd love to chat with you. And you guys are welcome to come over at some point. Just let us know. Uh, maybe we can have you over for dinner or something. Uh, but please let us know. We, we do want to we want to be a part of your guys' lives. We want you guys to know that we do truly care and love you all. Um, well, that said, uh, here's what I want to, to emphasize for all of us tonight. Uh, really, it's just, I think, a hope that I have for all of you. And that is to recognize how your time here in youth group can glorify God. So how your time here in this youth ministry, in this youth group, can glorify God. Um, I'm going to assume that everybody here has seen a movie in a movie theater. Yeah, kind of nodding. Okay, cool. Right? Uh, so, I think the last movie that I saw, well, Kaylin said we might have seen something else in between, but the one that I could remember, the last movie that I saw in person was, like, kind of embarrassingly, uh, this romantic comedy anime movie uh, that I saw with Kaylin, and, like, also embarrassingly, it was on Valentine's Day. Um, and that was really interesting because uh, I want to say Kaylin and I were, like, maybe the only couple in that theater, and everybody else was, like, a huge group of all their friends and stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, if you if you've ever watched anime before, but you've like never seen an anime movie in theaters, uh, I'm gonna say it was definitely an experience, and not necessarily an experience that I would repeat. Uh, but it was still an experience. Like the um, like uh, the amount of like fanboying and like fangirling that goes on is like next level. It's like like you know deep down inside, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could like do that and stuff, but I serious, here, so I can't. No, That's good. It's, it, it's kind of crazy, uh, but whether it's an anime movie or just like any other movie that we end up watching, like what are we actually doing when we're watching movies? Like in a really literal sense, we're sitting in a room and we're watching something that's happening on a screen, right, and an even more basic level, we're consuming something, we're consuming entertainment, right, we're consuming what's being presented to us. And I think in life, there's a tendency for all of us to do something kind of similar to that, right? Uh, But with more things than just watching movies. Uh, Just to simply watch things in life as they go by, to be observers, to just coast along and maybe wait for the next thing to come and the next thing to pass. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong in being passive like this in things. Uh, But in the same line of thought, there are some things in life that are important enough that deserve not just our passive attention, but our active participation. And specifically, I can imagine that might be the case for a lot of us here right now while we're at youth group in particular. Uh, You can imagine uh, someone or us showing up on Friday nights and we, uh, you know, it's kind of the the standard format that we have things. We see musicians go up on stage, they play their instruments and they sing, and we sit in our chairs and we listen to someone teach, we wait through small group um, and to finish up, and then we finally wait at the end and we're finding friends to talk to or we're waiting for our parents to just come and pick us up. And friends, what I'd like to emphasize tonight goes beyond just being receivers and consumers of everything that this youth group has to offer. I would like us to consider how we might actually use this season in this youth group to its fullest. Uh, I do want to mention that I think it's important to note this isn't an expectation for everything to be perfect. I will we'll mention this a little bit, too. There is absolutely room for grace here, uh, but I think it can be upheld with an intentional mindset, again, to use this season well. So to help structure a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to be looking at a passage in First Peter. So if you have your Bibles or, I guess, your phones, uh, let's open to First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. 1 Peter is a letter by the Apostle Peter, who's addressed churches dispersed across Asia, churches that are under the Roman Empire and are facing persecution. Uh, and we come to a part of Peter's letter where, after uh, making a conclusion that suffering is part of being a Christian, that is, following the example that Jesus sets as someone who has suffered, Peter is laying down some groundwork on, on how God-centric, the, the way the church ought to be oriented. And that is, when the church is fixated on God, that demands a particular kind of response. It should cause the church to be others-oriented, uh, for its people to not focus on themselves, but on other people. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10-11 reads as this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God, Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Uh, So we're just going to try to break this into three, I would say, relatively simple sections. And I think that's reflected in your notes. That's what, how and why. What, how and why of youth ministry. Uh, Again, my hope for you all is that you would use this time that you have here in this youth ministry well. So we're going to try to look at youth group itself in the context of a little bit of reading this passage uh, in that structure. So starting with the first point, and that is what, what exactly is youth group? What exactly is youth ministry? When we look at verse 10, again, it reads as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Um, uh, I'm assuming most of you all have given gifts before, like on Christmas or someone's birthday, possibly, uh, I have given my fair share of gifts. I have given my fair share of pretty terrible gifts. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, Caitlin and I like to laugh about like the worst gift that I have ever given to her. And that was a waffle maker with uh, waffle batter and syrup which like, in my defense is like a very practical and awesome gift uh, because like, honestly, who doesn't like waffles, right? Like, waffles are so good and clearly you're gonna need batter to make those waffles, you need syrup to put on those waffles so like, you know, all those things are gonna be used. Uh, and then also, I'm just gonna put it out there, like, we still have that waffle maker, so like, it couldn't have been like, that bad of a gift, right? Um, The bad bad gifts aside, uh, typically when we think of gifts, uh, we think of things that are given out as an act of kindness, right? Like an act of uh, of being gracious to others. Again, when we look at this passage, what are the gifts that Peter is referring to? Uh, Some examples of those gifts are specifically speaking and serving is what he calls out. Uh, But we also see this broad blanket term that's referring to gifts as God's varied grace. Varied grace. And this means that the grace of God is undeserved favor towards people like us. can actually come in a variety of different ways. God's grace can be displayed in some of the most grand things that we can think about and observe in his creation. Things like the Grand Canyon, uh, a starry night sky if you go camping, uh, looking out at the endlessness of the ocean, or just, uh, I don't know if you've seen like space documentaries and just seeing like how endless space is. God's grace is also displayed in smaller things, uh, like the food we get to eat every day, the clothes that we're all wearing, the cars that we all rode in to get here tonight. Grace is not just in the form of tangible and physical things, like things we can touch, but in intangibles like kindness from other people, friendship, joy, and happiness. God's varied very grace is displayed in a multitude of different ways, which also includes things like this church, like this youth ministry. What is happening right now in this, in these exact moments on Friday nights is a gift that God gives to all of us. The very act of us meeting here is grace. And I I think this is interesting because like if we're being honest, and I think this is a lot of reflection just for me, uh, there are times where we may see youth group kind of more just as like a thing to attend, like an an event that we need to go to. Right. And maybe one way to kind of phrase is uh, possibly something that we just need to do to kind of get to something else. Maybe the weekend or something else that we might be more interested in after. Um, I, thought, I think part of the reason why it's difficult to view youth ministry in particular as a gift or something that's undeserved is that we've kind of convinced ourselves that this isn't a participatory practice, uh, but an involuntary one or like a passive one. But here in our passage, we see Peter reminding us that we are to be what's called stewards of God's varied grace. Stewards are people who are charged with taking care of something that doesn't actually belong to them. Meaning what is rightfully God's, the things that he has allowed us to use and to uh, care for in our lifetime, those things should be used well. I think it's appropriate to consider a few things about youth group that show evidences of God's grace throughout. so a little wishy-washy but like as i'm exiting now as a youth staffer uh, i think i'm able to say that the fact that so many people come to serve in this ministry is a testament to god's grace Um, like did you guys know like there's so many different people from just like different walks of life who come and like help out and serve in this ministry Um, and i guarantee that there are many things that they have going on on their lives that require them to make sacrifices to make it here and show up every friday evening That's undeserved grace, that there are people of this church who are willing to serve and walk alongside others in this youth ministry. And not only those people who serve, but honestly, it's even you guys, the ones who are attending, all of you. The fact that all of you are in this season of life, and you're oftentimes going through similar situations and struggles in this, again, in high school, that's a blessing that God has provided to all of us here to have a community with one another. To have a ministry of this church specifically geared towards equipping you to know how to navigate life at school, with your friends, at home, even here in this church. There are examples, or these are all examples of God's undeserved kindness extended to each and every one of us here. And at the very least, a reason for us to pause and consider how God might be gracious to us by the very fact that this youth group exists. So what is youth ministry? It's partly a gift to be stewarded and used well. A gift to be stewarded and used well. And the second piece that we're going to talk about is, uh, is the how. So how do we even do that? How do we steward youth group well? What does that even look like? If God's the provider of this said varied grace and part of that grace is displayed in things like this church family, this youth ministry, what do we do with that? How do we use it? Let's look again at verse 10 and then uh, now the first part of verse 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as the one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Uh, This passage, in a sense, is providing a model. For how we ought to be using the varied grace that God provides in the context of this very church that we're all a part of. And then notice in the passage, the direction of the things that are, we're supposed to be using, right? They're used to be outward toward others. So what Peter is telling us here today is that these varied gifts, this God-given grace is meant to have an outward bent towards others that is ultimately supplied by God. For those who speak, as those who speak oracles of God, and for those who serve, as those who serve by the strength that comes from God. Um, I think in society today, uh, there's a lot to be said about uh, folks who can kind of just like pull, like pull up their own bootstraps and just get stuff done, right? Um, if you just put your own dedication into things, if you just try hard enough and you just persevere, you could do so much, Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, if you put in that much work, that is what leads to a fulfilling life. Uh, This passage challenges that thought a little bit, though, of what makes a person worthwhile and what they should be doing with the gifts that God gives them. Those are meant to be used outwardly for other people. Again, the direct object of the act of speaking and serving is on others. And the only way to do that rightly is to do it through the knowledge of God's word and by the power of God. What this means is that we have to have an outward bent towards other people that is grounded in the word of God and fueled by the power of God. How do we get to know God's word? How do we get to know God's word? In short, we become saturated in it. We saturate ourselves in it. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. All the day, says the psalmist in Psalm 119. Um, Can I just be honest with you guys? I've got an awesome memory for like the most unimportant things in life. Like, I'm pretty sure I can recite, like, right now, the entire animated movie, Mulan, line by line, uh, if I wanted to. Uh, I know the brand of churros that Disneyland uses in their park, and I know where you can buy them in torrents. Uh, I remember, like, super random moments from movies and things from my childhood. Like, really random things, like, not the important things. Uh, and, uh, like, as far back as, like, when I was nine years old and can just, like, randomly talk about them whenever. And I wish I could say this is, like, a superpower of some kind, but I literally cannot figure out how this benefits anybody else or me. Uh, so it, it just it just is. Um, when it comes to remembering important things though, including the word of God, that ends up being honestly pretty difficult for me at times. Uh, it is difficult. But just because something's difficult doesn't mean we completely ignore it or we shove it aside or run away from it. Contrary to that, We ought to make the greatest effort to try to remember the things that are of the greatest importance. We must be saturated in the word that we may become more and more familiar with it. And though it may be hard for some of us, admittedly, on a Friday night uh, at youth group after a week of school or even a week at work, youth group does present itself an interesting proposal. In that, being consistent about bringing the word of God to you every single day week we have sermons that are preached verse by verse from a variety of different folks to understand what God's word has to say about each of our lives here we have a space that's dedicated to helping us ask questions and wrestle with these honestly hard truths about God um, and, and to think about what it looks like for us to be living as people in light of our own sinfulness youth group provides a lane for us to know scripture and to use it for this season of life Now remember, Peter is making a case to have an outward bent towards others in the church uh, as a means of using this God-given grace in our lives. Uh, There was a time once when Eric Kai, who's the previous pastor for Youth Group, uh, who many of you, I think, know, mentioned that Youth Group is just a microcosm of the greater church. A microcosm of the greater church. And what he meant by that is that youth ministry is just actually a reflection of the entire church family itself, right? There's this temptation, I think, for all of us to think exclusively about this Uh, what's going on here, or even just ourselves when we show up on Friday nights. And and that's not just referring to students, but honestly, those of us on youth staff as well. It's so easy for us to prefer ourselves. Uh, This entire world is positioned in such a way that the kind of lifestyle is praised and highly regarded. High schoolers and youth staff alike, we have an opportunity in this youth ministry and youth group on Friday nights to train ourselves for godliness In seeking ways to love and serve others, we have an opportunity to demonstrate Christ-like love by preferring other people more than ourselves. So what that looks like may be different for everyone here, honestly. Uh, For some of us who are maybe outgoing and thrive in environments where there's lots of people and a lot of talking, it may be considering those who are quieter and have a harder time making conversation, slowing down to talk to those, Uh, to those people who maybe have a hard time catching up and including them in activities that go on throughout Friday night or even in other places. Uh, For those of us who are maybe quieter and maybe shy, that may look like being actually willing to share something about your week and maybe how we interpret something like a passage in small groups or as we're thinking about the difficulties that we're going through uh, in our lives and being willing to share that with another person. For all of us, there's probably a deal of just being aware that there are other people here placed in our lives that we might love and care for them. Uh, Now, with a church this size, this big, and a youth ministry of this size and this big, I'm not entirely certain if that means that you go out and now you need to meet and and know super well every single person that is in this youth ministry uh, and maybe have like an extensive conversation or something with them. Uh, I do think though that this means at the very least, that you do have an opportunity to practice being loving and serving one another in the context of this youth ministry, and specifically in your small group. Um, We create small groups for a reason, uh, the ones that we break off into after uh, I'm I'm done teaching, uh, and that's to foster a sense of community and to provide you all with an opportunity to walk alongside others more consistently. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie, again, I've, I've been serving for a, a decent bit of time, some junior highs and high schoolers now and everything. Is this awkward? For sure. It's super awkward sometimes. Uh, people don't go to the same schools, uh, don't always have the same interests, uh, they may legitimately be harder to talk to. Uh, guess what? That's probably all of us in some way, shape, or form at some point. And, and I definitely know that was the case for myself when I was in high school. and. Arguably still today, um, youth group is a time where we can try to move towards others, uh, towards loving other people, even when it's hard. Uh, and what's great is that uh, you students have youth staff here uh, who have uh, who would uh, excuse me, you students have youth staff here who would love nothing more than to be involved in your walk to care for and to serve other people and to serve each other. You have advocates, like actually advocates in in the youth staff to love and to care for others. You all play a part in making this an enjoyable and a loving ministry for others. Um, I, I hope it's not the case, but it's not just up to Pastor David or Layton or the youth staffers who are here. To, to make this youth ministry uh, one that honors and, and loves the Lord. You all influence the very life of this ministry in the way that you and others perceive uh, and are blessed by it. Even just a simple eagerness to be uh, present is a way to potentially serve each other. Um, so we briefly talked about what youth group is. How we can, in part, steward it well. And that leads to uh, somewhat of our final section, which is why it's important. Why it matters. Why does making a big deal about this stage of your life and this particular ministry matter? The last part of, uh, of, these, uh, of the verse reads, In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Uh, so, this matters because... Christ matters. This matters because Christ matters. Ultimately, this ministry, like every other single ministry here at Lighthouse, is significant because of Jesus Christ and His work on the cross. Notice that in the passage, the words, that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. We are meant to glorify God through everything in our lives. And that's a huge reason to pause and to take inventory of our lives and ask ourselves whether or not that describes us, that describes this ministry. Does my life point to Jesus and his meaningfulness? Does it hold on uh, and his hold on my life? You know, it doesn't take long for any of us to assess the world kind of as it is today. And to come to the conclusion that things aren't perfect, right? Things are are, are not perfect. In many ways, they're really difficult. There's so much pain and suffering on a global sense and even on a local sense. Uh, Even in a very immediate sense, uh, each and every one of us can probably identify where we have seen brokenness and uh, things that aren't right with this world. We know that from God's word that this is a result of sin. And not just sin in a general sense, but our own sins are us telling God that we are declaring war on his rightful claim on our lives, that we don't want to live the way that he has called us to live, and instead we would rather live for something else, our own passions, our own desires. In a way, each of us uh, living to see, uh, or living in a way that sees, uh, we each uh, see fit for ourselves. Uh, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, says Romans three twenty three. Uh, every person in the world is included in this, and because of God and His righteousness, we all deserve punishment. But God, because He sends His Son Jesus to live the life that we all fail to live, and has Him suffer the death and punishment we all deserve, we are all offered new life in the resurrection and lordship of Jesus. This is something that uh, this is something worth glorifying about. This is what it is meant by glorifying God to to make much. In all things. Or to make much of him in all things. Uh, it probably deserves maybe a separate discussion in and of itself. Of all the different ways that we can make much of Christ. But but can I at least encourage and maybe challenge us here. To try and practice that here on Friday nights. To at least try and practice that here on Friday nights. How might we as a, as a group of youth students. And a group of youth staff. Aim to encourage each other to glorify Christ in this ministry. Um, it may be simple encouragements that we provide to each other when people are sharing struggles that they're going through. Uh, It may be trying to think through ways God has been moving in our lives throughout the week. Maybe uh, even in the small and mundane things in our lives. Maybe it's helping others consider the joy that we have in salvation through Jesus. You know, there, there are many ways that we can encourage and even challenge each other to love and serve Christ better together as a church. Um... Just to, to quickly close, um, using your time in youth ministry well uh, prepares you for a lifetime of dedication to the Lord and ultimately helps you no matter what circumstances or seasons of life you go through for the rest of your time in high school and whatever you end up doing after. Uh, really what I am saying is, uh, and really asking all of you, is is to train Yourselves To be participants in this greater church family. The, the reality is that youth group is just one season of a potentially very long life that you all may live. And how might we prepare our hearts now in this youth ministry to be better equipped to love the Lord as we grow older and as we move on to the next season. The mission of youth ministry is this, to support parents... In maturing the youth, that's all you, to be lifelong disciples of Jesus and equipping them for a life of obedience and worship to him. Preparing all of us to be lifelong disciples to Jesus in every season of life. Uh, I wanted to mention this because even though personally for me, I'm stepping down from youth ministry, right? Like I'm not going to be serving here pretty soon. And my time in this particular season is somewhat coming to an end. Uh, I am still included in this, right? Like I'm not just saying this to you guys and saying now, you know, go figure it out and everything. I'm very much still included in this. I am still a part of this church family, which means you guys, all of you had better see me around on Sunday mornings throughout the church building. And eventually, uh, you know, Lord willing, when our our baby's kind of a little bit older or we're kind of managing things a little bit better, eventually, seeing me find ways to serve in this church in different ways. Serving doesn't have to be in formal ministries like children's ministry or youth ministry or all these kind of designated ministries. Serving the church may look like talking to people who have a harder time meeting others or inviting people over into our home to know them and to point them to Christ. But it should be an expectation for all of you here To see me and to see Kaylin serving and loving others. We personally need that kind of accountability from all of you who attend Lighthouse. And I'd like to think that you also need the same kind of accountability from the likes of me and the other folks here serving in the youth ministry and attending youth ministry here. So again, demonstrate this kind of devotion and love in your own lives in this season And let this ministry uh, be used to better sharpen both your own and others' love for God and your praise of Him. So uh, let's close in prayer, and then we'll transition to our small good times. Uh, Father, thank you again for uh, this evening. God, thank you for the way that you challenge us, God, to grow in using and stewarding the things you have blessed us with well. Um, God, I pray that you will help us to um, identify opportunities, God, for us to uh, move towards others even when it's difficult. Uh, God and at the same time, I pray that you would help us to rest, God, in the grace that you extend to us, God, to know that uh, our sufficiency isn't found in the things that we do and the amount of things that we sign up for, God, and how present and uh, in events we are, but God, it, we are we are found uh, sufficient through the grace of Christ, and so God help us to rest in that, God, to find um to find peace and and, and joy uh, god and help us again in this season in this ministry god to to grow in our love for you god to know christ just a little bit better so god thank you again for for your care and and for this time you have given us here in this youth ministry we're praising your son's name amen all right thanks justin yeah
0: let's give justin a hand and thank you for